Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. So what? You can't live your life being afraid of what the 5% of people think. People will support you if you are real. I guarantee it. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA. And today I wanted to say thank you to everybody for watching. Thank you for helping me hit 300,000 subscribers the other week. 300,000 people clicked on that little button that says subscribe and I don't know, that kind of blows my mind. So I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you because I'm really sincerely, genuinely grateful. You know, you hear bands and stuff say, we couldn't do it without you, the fans. And it sounds kind of corny and cliche, I guess, or at least I used to think it did, but now I get it because it's true. And I just wanted to pause and say, Thank you for that. Talk a little bit about, you know, kind of why I do the channel because a lot of people ask me like, how did I start? Why did I start doing YouTube? Stuff like that. Share a couple things about me that a lot of people I think don't know that may help you understand kind of where I'm coming from. And then also share a few words of advice or things that I have learned for creators of any kind, whether you are doing YouTube, whether you're making music or a podcast or artwork or anything like that. But first, before I do that, please subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell so you get my videos. Also, I wanted to mention my email newsletter. I send that out every week, especially now that I'm making more videos because I hired an editor. Thank you. I know you're watching this, so thank you for helping me out with the editing. So you can sign up for that at the link in the description. You guys are just standing up because you feel bad that I fell and that's really embarrassing, but thank you. So I started the channel in September of 2017. It's right after, like literally the week after I quit my job, the last like real job that I had at a company called Creative Live that did like online education for creative folks. And the reason why is because, you know, I've done design and marketing for my whole career. And I just kind of wanted to prove to myself and to the world that I was good at my job. I think fundamentally marketing is about getting attention for things. It's like, you know, finding a way to make people care about the product that you're making. And I said, you know, if I'm actually good at my job, like I've told myself and other people that I am, I should prove it, right? I mean, especially because social media is such a huge part of marketing. My initial goal was, can I get like 10,000 people to watch my videos on a regular basis. I thought if I could just hit that, like I'll be happy. There's no way I could ever do better than that. So the fact that I've gotten to where I'm at is amazing. This has been successful beyond my wildest dreams. That was kind of the reason why I did the channel. And the initial focus of the channel was not music. It was business talking about like email marketing and how to, you know, get clients as a freelancer, that kind of stuff. But 
you know, nobody cared. I did that stuff for probably about eight or nine months. I did, I think, 50 or 60, 70 videos, something like that, and got like no more than a couple hundred views on any of them. It does take a while to grow on YouTube, but I think if you're doing something like that for a year and not really seeing any growth, you probably need to try something different. So I said, well, why don't I try that? Why don't I talk about kind of business in the context of music? And that is what eventually worked for me. I think the first video I did that really popped off was my video about Bring Me the Horizon in, uh, I think that was like November or something of 2018. It was about a year after I had started. So that was the video that really turned the corner for me and also where I really changed the focus of my content. Ultimately, what I really wanted to talk about with people is how to be successful doing creative stuff. And I think that's pretty much what I do. I really enjoy talking about the stuff that I talk about now. And I think it's become like a cool little community. I just want it to feel like we are a group of friends who hang out at shows and shoot the shit. And sometimes maybe we butt heads and get pissed off at each other. But at the end of the day, we're all friends. We're all learning from this and enjoying it along the way. And that's how it feels to me now. So that's pretty cool. Cool, cool beats, beats. Cool. Wanted to also share a couple things that you may not know about me that I think kind of inform my perspective. Number one, I am a fraud. I do not actually have an MBA. I have a bachelor's degree in management and marketing from the University of Cincinnati. Shout out to all the Bearcats out there. And I kind of wish I had an MBA, but you know, whatever, that ship has sailed. But the place where I really learned to think the way that I think now is I worked for an industrial design firm in Cincinnati called Kaleidoscope. We did like industrial design and engineering. Most of the stuff I worked on was for Procter & Gamble, specifically like Febreze and Swiffer were like the two big things I worked on. I also did stuff like Bounce and Pampers. So like if you use a Swiffer, me and the people on my team designed that thing. I led consumer research where we would, you know, recruit a focus group of 15 people and spend, you know, days with them in the field, seeing how they use the products and taking notes and turning that into like direction for how they make the products and all that kind of stuff. Like learning to think that way and then applying that to creative fields. To me, that's like what I'm trying to do with this channel. How do I take what I learned working on Swiffer and communicate that to somebody doing like a one person DIY bedroom metalcore project or whatever? I can change your the second thing, I think if I didn't go down the path that I did, I would have done computer science. My stepdad worked for Boeing, fixing airplanes, doing electrical engineering kind of stuff. And he was really into computers. And he taught me about that stuff at a very early age. I remember him sitting down with me at the kitchen table to me and explaining what like the x86 processor architecture was and like bus width and like, you know, pretty fundamental nitty gritty computer science kind of stuff. I actually wrote code for a while, like uh, back in the LAMP days, if you remember that, like late 90s, early 2000s, Linux, Apache, PHP and MySQL, but I'm really glad that I had that foundation because I think technology is another one of those things that the music industry and creative fields in general, but I think especially the music industry just is not great at. Music is amazing at marketing, not great at technology. And so anyway, all of that is to say that fundamentally, you know, I think of myself as a business person with sort of an engineering and technology kind of mindset, I guess, even though like my skills now are very rusty, like you would not want me to sit down and write code now if you put a gun to my head, I could do it, but I wouldn't be very good at it. I'm getting hacked. They've already burned through the NCIS public firewall. But that's still how I look at things. And I think that's kind of what's missing from a lot of the creative world is that like kind of structured mindset of looking at what you do as a product to be managed like any other kind of product. 
Number three, my parents. The older I get, the more I realize that they had an influence on me as well, especially my dad. The person I call my dad, by the way, is not my actual father. I don't know my birth father. He's from Norway. That's really like the only thing I know about him, but I met him once when I was like nine. But the person I call my dad is, you know, not my birth father, but I consider him that. He was a corrections officer, uh, and I didn't really realize how much this affected me and how much it like colors the way I see the world till uh, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I was at work uh, at Creative Live and a friend of mine there, we were just getting breakfast or whatever. And he's like, hey, uh, just curious, what do your parents do for a living? And I was like, well, my mom worked like retail odd jobs. My dad was in the Navy and then he was a corrections officer. And he was like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh, of course I know what you mean. This inmate seems to be pretty worked up and agitated. My aunt worked at a county jail. Her son, my cousin, is something along the lines of a parole officer. My stepmom also worked at a prison. She worked across the street from my dad at a place for sex offenders. <laughs> Interesting job for a woman, but uh, so like half my family worked in corrections and the other half of my family was in corrections. My dad's twin brother did time for selling drugs. My stepdad and I think three or four of my other uncles did time for selling drugs. So I think it's really all about that balance. I mean, that's kind of the same thing in general. It's like the balance between art and commerce, between like business and money. I mean, all of these things are about balance and trade-offs. And I think kind of having that dynamic of half my family being corrections officers and another chunk of them being <laughs> criminals was sort of foundational to that. And also just like work ethic. That's not an easy job. Babysitting literal rapists and murderers and criminals and stuff every day for 25 years is not an easy job, but they showed up every day. They never complained about it. And that's something I've really always respected and admired. I didn't know there's no such thing as a perfect officer. You know, I want to be pretty damn close. So those are a few things about me that you may or may not know. You may or may not find interesting, but I think kind of color the way that I see things. And when I'm talking about music, I'm bringing all of that stuff to bear. I'm bringing that perspective as somebody who went to school for business, who worked for big giant multinational corporations like that, who has kind of a technology background, who, you know, has a family that's like half criminal justice, half criminals. That's how I kind of filter all this music stuff through, if that makes any sense. I don't know if it does. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.
But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. I wanted to end this with some advice for creators. For anybody out there who's making music, who wants to do YouTube, who wants to do a podcast, or you know, if you're a designer or artist or anything like that, some words of advice for you for whatever my opinion is worth. The number one thing I would say is share things that you are afraid of. Meaning, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, especially as your audience gets bigger, you're afraid to share things about yourself because you're afraid that people will think less of you or they will get mad or you're embarrassed about it or something like that. The exact things that you are scared of sharing with the world are the things that are gonna make people care about you and support you and love you and follow you. You gotta just be honest with the world. And the more honest you are, the more success you will have, I promise you. You. I would say the biggest change that I made last year is sharing a lot of things that I was scared to share. And that was also a big year of growth for me. For example, talked about like my own problems with mental health, with doing too many drugs and partying too much. You know, I talked a lot of shit about communism last year, which a lot of people don't like, but you know, all three of those things, I, I, I can't help it. That's who I am. You know, you can like or dislike those things. You can agree or disagree with me on those things. And that's totally cool. But I can't like pretend to be anything other than who I am. It's more about building a bridge with the people who really do connect with you than it is like hiding your true identity in hopes of attracting everyone. It's just, it doesn't work that way. You've heard a million people say this before, but if you try to please everybody, you will please nobody. And I could not agree more with that. Like be yourself, share the things that you're scared to share. And I guarantee you the response to it is gonna be positive. All those things I mentioned where I was so afraid that people were gonna be upset with me about it, they weren't. The reception to all of those things was 95% positive. And the 5% of people who weren't positive, so what? You can't live your life being afraid of what the 5% of people think. People will support you if you are real. I guarantee it. Recognize this world. Motherfucker, show respect.
Number two, have some kind of a mission, some sort of a cause that you're passionate about that people can join you on. It took me a while to find that, but what I realized kind of recently is what I think my mission is, is to help the new generation of creators become successful. It's not about the past. You know, I do talk a lot about the past because I know about that and people find it interesting. But when I share that stuff, it's kind of like, hey, here's some information you might find interesting about the past with the goal of helping you, the next generation of creators become successful. That's the thing that I'm really most passionate about. That's the whole basis for why I started YouTube in the first place. Like I said, was sharing information to help creators become successful, fighting for that new generation of people that are misunderstood or otherwise just not appreciated by the gatekeepers and the powers that be and blah, 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 the same stuff I talk about all the time. And the reason why that is so important is because it makes it more than just about you. Like, hey, watch my channel because I want attention. People can tell when you are sincerely trying to help some sort of larger community and they wanna be part of that much more than they want to like throw money and attention at you because you want it, right? I mean, nobody wants to just indulge your ego. And if people see that you have genuine passion for that, they'll respect it, the right people will find you and will connect with it. For example, I was afraid you know, six months ago or so that I had painted myself into a little bit of corner uh, as far as being like a nostalgia channel. I felt like, oh, well, maybe I can only talk about old stuff because that's what my audience expects from me. But I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna let myself be defined by that. That's not the cause that I'm passionate about. I am passionate about the next generation. And so I made a conscious effort to talk more about new stuff and it's working. They can tell that I'm passionate about that and they respond to it. The bottom line here is like, you've probably heard every YouTuber say this and it's because it's true. You have to be yourself. You cannot be anything other than what you are. And the more that you just authentically lean into who you are, the more success you will have. I promise you. And I know that that sounds like some like Oprah bullshit like just be yourself and the money and fame will follow. It's not quite that simple, but what I can say is true is that, you know, it's like that stupid bumper sticker that I see all the time. Be yourself, everyone is taken. What I now know is that we all become exactly what you believe. The things you are most passionate about and the things that define you as a person, triple down on those things and that is when you're gonna see success. And by success, I don't mean like money necessarily, I mean people connecting with you and wanting to support you, which does tend to turn into money. The last piece of advice I would have is that I think everybody should make content. Even if you don't care about getting popular, like if you're on the fence about it, just try it. Everybody can and will learn from making content. I promise you, it'll make you more confident about how you talk. It'll help you like crystallize your own thinking. It'll help you connect with other people who are creators. Like it's a great experience for anybody. So if you've ever even had like the slightest kind of thought of, oh, maybe I should make some content of some kind. The answer is yes, you should. And you should start right now. Don't worry if you don't have great equipment, if you don't know what you're doing, like none of that stuff matters. You should just start right now and learn as you go. And you don't have to do it forever. Just start small, start somewhere and just do it as long as it's fun. And then if it's not fun anymore, you don't have to keep doing it. And lastly, because I believe in paying it forward, because, you know, one of the big turning points for me was when Ryan Bruce, my good friend Fluff, you know him, the guitar YouTuber, gave me a shout out back in I think August of 2018. That was one of the first videos I had that got any kind of traction. That really helped me a lot. So I want to do the same and shout out a couple people that I think are doing something cool or that have helped me a lot. Number one, if you like my videos, you should definitely check out a guy named Nate the Mate. Primarily focuses on newer artists. So if you're into like, you know, Hot Mulligan and Belmont and Fiddler and that sort of thing, then I think you'll like his channel. These His videos are super well done. Number two is the Cozy Representative. I love 
love anybody who does just like some crazy idiosyncratic thing. And that is definitely what he does. He does these like insanely long detailed retrospectives on I would say the more like scene side of MySpace. For example, like I think he has a three part series on Forever the Sickest Kids and each part of it is like an hour and five minutes long. So if you think my videos are too shallow, you will love his. He goes into just absurd amounts of detail. Number three, my good friend, Rockfeed, Brian Storm. He's helped me out a lot. If you're into like butt rock news, then I would say he does a great job of it. But more than anything, he's just a great friend that, you know, whenever I have questions about YouTube or, you know, I want to bounce an idea off him or something like that, he's, you know, usually the first person I go to. He's helped me out a ton. So Brian, thank you very much. And if anybody wants to hear the latest news on Corey Taylor, definitely check out Rockfeed. He does a great job with it. And I really appreciate his help and friendship. You got to interrupt me or I'll just oh. keep trailing off. I'm over here. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.